you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey, Black Tie, how's it going, man? Oh, just getting ready for today's show, yeah. man. What are you, anything planned this weekend? Big fantasy matchup. Really? Big fantasy matchup, yeah. And fantasy and championship. final. Yeah, me too, me too. I, but the thing is, I don't really care about my, my season-long fantasy league anymore because I'm playing FanDuel.com and picking a new team every week. Whoa, when did that start? Well, it started recently, and, and FanDuel is now playing out, I think, like somewhere in the region of $170 bucks this NFL season. But you know, Hey, guys. Hey, what's Dave? going on today? How are you? Hey, I, I just heard you guys talking about FanDuel. Do you know Joe Watson from New York played fantasy football on FanDuel for less than two weeks last season? He won over $30,000. Wow, that's that's really cool. I guess you know you could, if you aren't Black Tie and I obviously are, but you could join hundreds of thousands of other users who've already won money. So if you went to FanDuel, clicked on the microphone, used the code DDFP, you could get a new user special, which would uh, give you your fir- match your first deposit dollar up to two hundred bucks. But remember, that's FanDuel.com. F-A-N-D-U-E-L dot C-O-M. Sign up today. Hit it, Black Tie. It's the footballiest time of the year. With quarterbacks throwing and tailgaters ready for some brats and beer. It's the pig, pig skinniest time of the Hi and hello and happy holidays, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. Welcome to the Dave Damashek Football Program, available as always on Stitcher, iTunes, and at NFL.com slash Sheck. S-H-E-K, Sheck, Sheck, Sheck. Thanks as always to our pal, the one-man house band, Dick Banks, for that nice little jingle, as well as all of his work. If you missed the Sheck Report this week, he has a renewed an updated version of the Chicago Bears Super Bowl shuffle from 1985 as performed by the 2014 Chicago Bears. So make sure you look out for that one. Meantime, it's time to jump into week 16 here. We have a banner gang gathered here in Studio 66. Maximum strength! 
In a matter of moments, we'll be talking with Ravens wide receiver Tory Smith. I'm in the holiday spirit, black tie behind the glass, and I think that it's time that whatever ails the relationship between Ravens and Steelers, I think uh, we can make it right by joining forces and singing, singing about Christmas time, so on and so forth. Also, Happy Hanukkah, which is actually underway. Let's say hello to the two fellas sitting here in Studio 66. First of all, he is a Dolphins fan, which means he's feeling a little sad right now, but I'm sure his uh, his spirits will be boosted by the arrival of Christmas time. It's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. Hello, Handsome. How are you? Doing good, thank you, Dave. Excited to be here. Happy holidays to you and yours. Yes, uh, well, of course, uh, to you. And it is my fervent wish, you and from around the NFL, Dan Hanzoos, of that podcast, um, where I guess Hanzoos actually addressed the emotional abuse that is involved in raising a young child to be a New York Jets fan. Could maybe say the same thing for... For the, you absolutely could. For Dolphins I wouldn't, fans. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't argue with you for a second. Do the right thing and make him a, make him a Steelers fan, right? He, he's, he, I mean, he's all over the show at the moment. It, I, first of all, he was wanting to be a Jets. I think anyone who's a longtime listener of this has, real, has heard that, that my, my eldest son, who's now nearly five, I'm a Dolphins fan, wants to be a Jets fan. Fortunately, I told him, in fact, this time last year, exactly, that Santa hates the Jets. Um, and, uh, and although he tried to, we tried to disprove that, he managed, he, he's now off the Jets. Cowboys, he likes. Panthers, he likes. Chargers, he likes. I'm fine with any of those. But it's, it's interesting not be the that Dolphins. the head coach of the Jets, currently at least, his brother looks a lot like, like Santa, Santa. So right. it would be ironic that he would hate. Right. That Santa would hate that team. But anyway, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's a conversation for another time. Who should you, if you're a responsible parent, who should you try to convince your young child to uh, to root for going forward? In the meantime, we talk about the Around the NFL podcast and the fine pages that those fellows make for you at NFL.com, keeping you up to speed on all that's going down in the NFL and even before Week 16 Teams like the Chicago Bears are making news with their Jay Cutler business. Here he is, everybody, to answer some of our questions. Our favorite uh, guy who used to live on an island, it's Chris Wessling. What's the poop with you, fella? Hey, Dave. I did. As we used to say on Tybee Island, if I was doing any better, there would have to be two of me. I say I, lo- I love the folksy charm that yep. comes off that island. Someday we will all travel there and do an island cast. That would yep. be good. We just do a week of island casts out there. All right. In the meantime, like I say, fellas, week 16 is nigh. And uh, before we jump into the Red Challenge flag segment here, when we make our weekly picks here, by the way, obviously, Elliot Harrison is not in, and Chris Wessling uh, good enough to jump in with us and fill his shoes. Maybe he can bring the heat that you and Elliot always lack, handsome. You guys always uh, always agree on everything. Maybe Wessling will get the spirit of this, which is conflict. That's what we want. Okay. You know? Let's right. see. Maybe you guys should deliver your picks. Maybe you guys, uh, you should do, um, you could sing your answers in Christmas carols. Maybe. I don't think you want that. (laughs) Before we get into the picks for Week 16, fellas, it's time for something we started last week when we call all that is buzzing out there in social media and specifically the questions and comments that you direct to us here in Studio 66. It's time for Social Study. And let's get into it here. The first item is from Brad Tucker, a.k.a. at Glue on My Strings. It's directed at not just me, but also at Chris Wessling. If the playoffs was a round robin of Green Bay, New England, Denver, and Seattle, who would come out on top or would all go two and two? Kind of like 
in, if you remember the World Cup this summer, a, a, a what do they call it, a group of death kind of thing. I think we can pretty much bat it around as much as you want to. These are the four best teams in the NFL right now. The Packers, the Seahawks, the Patriots, and the Broncos. And maybe you can make a case for a couple others. But let's tackle it this way. And I'm going to start with you, Wesling. Who would come out on top? I've got the Seahawks coming out on top. I'm convinced that their defense is back to at least the level it was last year and maybe even better. I think Bobby hmm. Wagner's better wow. this year than last year. I think Michael Bennett's playing at a higher level this year than last year. And they've moved Byron Maxwell to the slot and put Therald Simon outside. That's helped their secondary. The Legion of Boom might, e- might even be better than last year. Okay, so the Seahawks would be your one. And then go out. I want, I want to hear. If you want to mull that over, Handsome, do you want to lay your number one on us? It's an interesting one. I think if you'd asked me this question three weeks ago, I would have said the Packers would be number one. And, and, and let me just clarify, too, because in case you aren't familiar with group of death, basically what we're talking about is all these teams playing one another, I, obviously. I get so it. Yep, I know no, you understand, but I'm I realize. talking to the viewer. <laughs> Thank you. If you'd asked me this question three weeks ago, I would have definitely said that the Packers would be that, that team. But I think right now, the way that the Seahawks are playing with the defense rounding into form, with you know them finding a way to win, with asking Russell Wilson just to do that much, and Marshall Lynch looking fairly fresh at this time of year. I agree. I think it's the Seahawks number one. I yeah. I you know I know I've been saying and believe me the twelves are hitting me up on social media now the last couple of weeks demanding apologies for me saying they weren't going to go to the playoffs as though it was a personal affront to them. I was actually I was trying to uh, to upset the the twelves by saying I didn't think the Seahawks were going to the playoffs. I'll remind everybody now. You know, the Seahawks still aren't in the playoffs, everybody. And if they lose to the Cardinals in Glendale, which is not an impossibility, the great defense, the strength of that team is grinding it out. And if you're going to play that kind of ball, if you have a fluky play go against you, and Bruce Arians is not a conservative sort of fella, I could see him trying some trickery out there on Sunday in Glendale to try and create some points. And, you know, as close as the Seahawks are playing, everybody, game in and game out, I, I don't hand it just because Ryan Lindley's bad. I don't think that the Seahawks are are a given to do that. So I kind of feel like, um, I th- you know what? It's hard to say this as many times as they've tripped up over the years now. I'm going to say the Patriots are the best team, and they would wow. do the best in a round robin against these teams. I'm going to put them at number one. That's my two seed. I have the Patriots okay. number two. I'm not going against Belichick, Brady, and Gronk. I mean, to me, mm-hmm. and throw in Revis. They actually have several young stars on defense. They have the number two defense by Football Outsiders metrics over the past six weeks. So we, when we think about the off, offensive side of the ball, this is a complete team, and I think Bill Belichick is coaching better than anybody this year. And taking the runaway now. So that's the other factor if you talk about what is a legitimate possibility that they might have to play the Broncos and the Seahawks come playoff time and Super Bowl time. I kind of like them being able to to slow down the running attacks of those two teams. Handsome, who's your number two? Yeah, I think it's hard to hard to argue with the Patriots. I mean, you know, it's it's um, th- they they've been playing well. That said, you know, it's not that long ago that the Packers managed to to knock them off, and that was a great game. So we'll see. I think I think I'd still put the Patriots right now in number two, but but uh, my number two 
is the Packers. I know, I know the Seahawks fans are going to go crazy about me saying that they're Seahawks. It's not disrespect. It's my belief in Aaron Rodgers rising to the occasion. Yes, the Bills, I understand it's an update league. If you saw the Bills game, you think, well, clearly they're not a very good – listen, you saw what they've been doing for the last two months prior to that. The Bills have a good defense. You can't get up for every single game. These are human beings you're watching. I figure that was just a bump in the road, and I think the Packers are going to show it over these next six weeks. So I'm going to stand by that. At number three, Wes, who do you have? I have the Packers at three. If this was a neutral field, they if this was a home field for them, they'd be number one. But hmm. they are – under 500 on the road this year, averaging 20 fewer points a game. And I think we've identified a weakness with the Packers. After 14 games, they don't deal well with physical teams, mm-hmm. especially physical defensive lines, which Seattle, Denver, and even New England is a physical defensive line now. I think the Packers can be pushed around a little bit. But that said, nobody's playing quarterback at a higher level in history, I believe, than Aaron Rodgers. Handsome, you're number three. I'm definitely going. I'm definitely going with Packers at this point. I mean, I think you, you the Broncos are the number four def- for for me. So the the Packers are going to squeeze right in at number three. Yeah, it was uh, it was stunning stuff. Brian Billick was in here earlier in the week. You can go back and listen to that podcast, and he said that uh, you know he agrees with what I you know it's not me taking shots at Peyton Manning and saying he fails in January. This isn't a matter of. Um, you know, old man winter and mother nature teaming up, and they've been a bugaboo for for Peyton over the years as well. But now we're talking about father time, and that's right. uh, that's the real issue for me. And I until we see, all right, he just had dead arm, or maybe he had something wrong with the thigh there, or he had the flu and he wasn't right. But I mean, this has gone on for a month now, so I'm intrigued to see how Peyton bounces back. If starting in Cincinnati on Monday night, let's see him go against a pretty good defense there and see how he performs there. Um, and so then, so we all have the Broncos then at, uh, as our fourth place team. That disappoints me because, especially on your podcast, I wanted to come on and kind of level the playing field for Peyton Manning. But I have to be honest, from what I've seen on Game Rewind, I'm not happy with his arm. It, to me, it's the yeah. most disappointing he's looked in the last, I don't know, five years. I don't know even that the the adjective disappoint uh, disappointing is what I just think it's a reality. I mean, he said not that that's an adjective either. That's that, I mean, specifically a noun. That said, we're not talking about a guy who's the fifteenth best quarterback in the NFL. He can still be sixth, seventh, or eighth. But to, but to me, when you're not relying on your quarterback, it's a sign that maybe he's not what he once was. Right, but yeah. This is a this is a way more balanced Broncos team than it was a year ago. They, Absolutely. We now know they can run mm-hmm. the ball. We've got they've got a, a, a defense that's playing better. People than aren't it was. running on them. Is the is right. really uh, a, a huge upgrade for them. Right. But the the question will come when it co- when it comes to the playoffs. And if you were in this this imaginary group of death and you've got some pretty good defenses here, they're going to do something which you know we haven't said for in a long time. But they're going to challenge Peyton to try and win this game. Okay, so our final list is you guys go Seahawks 1, Packers 2, which is, I mean, Patriots 2, which, I mean, listen, I think we'd all sign off on that Super Bowl right now. I'd also sign off on Patriots. Packers would be juicy stuff. And for that matter, I know people will say, enough with the Broncos and Patriots. But if if it were Broncos in a rematch of last year's Super Bowl or the Packers, also good. If we get these four teams, basically, some combo of these four teams playing in the Super Bowl, I think we're all going to be pretty happy about that. All right, next uh, question in the social study is, hey, producer TD, could you ask, what am I, some some king who can't be addressed directly? I don't know when this happened. Complete nonsense. Could you please ask the uh, Damashek, who is the best overall athlete, Cristiano Ronaldo? You know who that is? I know who he is. He's the handsome devil from the from the World Cup. Or you know the Portugal skilled football player. Portugal, you love him. 
You're 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 in I'm love with that not guy. A fan. I've known him since he was seventeen. Well, King James, <laughs> LeBron, LeBron James, or Odell Beckham. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. He's been leading the charge since day one for the Odell Beckham charge. Is uh, is uh, one Chris Wessling? So I'm going to start with you here, Wes. Who's the best overall athlete in the NFL? Or th- no, those names included? Those, those names, yeah. It's hard to top Odell Beckham. I mean, come on. This guy, you see him before the game. He can throw 50 yards with either arm. He he looks like you see his soccer skills. I mean, he's got the skills. You see the the ball tricks he does. I've seen video of him hitting switch hitting in baseball. To me, I, how do you go against Odell Beckham right now? I mean, I compared this guy to 80s era Michael Jordan a month ago. Wow. Heady stuff. And by the way, all of a sudden, just as a side note, I don't think everybody, this is the time of year where people talk about who should get fired, what coaches should move on. I think the Giants make a mistake if they get rid of Tom Coughlin. Things set up well. I mean, they have they don't want to put Eli at this stage in his career, uh, give him a new offensive coordinator. Just stay with what you have. Victor Cruz plus Odell Beckham plus Eli Manning. I think that offense, uh, you, there's a lot of room for optimism if you're a Giants fan. Hold on to Tom Coughlin. Uh, Handsome, how say you on this athlete question? Well, I, th- I think we saw, we had a video last year where Cristiano Ronaldo was throwing a football. And and it was not a good looking. Sight. Thank you. He, I was going to bring that up. Did that that did happen, right? That's not just my imagination. He's a soccer player. What do you think he's going to do? What, right. what skills does he have? But beyond kicking the ball, he can't use his hand. He can't use his arms. How good an athlete could he possibly right. be? Exactly. So let's rule him out at this stage. Can use his head pretty well. All right. I don't that's think that's going to both feet. Boy, he'd be a, what a great cornerback. Well, he can he'd use be in both NFL. feet. Both feet. Yeah. Wow. Long um, range. So, so then I think LeBron, you know, we've heard about his career and as a high school football player and, you know, terrific mm. athlete, but, but getting up there in years, and I'm only basing that on his hairline because I have no idea how old he is. And then you've got Odell Beckham, who seemingly, as Wes says, can do literally anything. It's got to be Beckham. And, and this is a young guy who's going to be dominating, I think, and, and you know, with, with David Beckham having been the first Beckham, and I don't think they're related, but maybe they are. Um, I think that he's going to be—he's going to be a guy that's going to become a hero worldwide because people are going to buy that Beckham jersey with a you know a giant. New York giant, City. It's New York City. Interesting it's Beckham, theory. It's the Giants. I think people around the world are going to be buying Beckham jerseys, and, and honestly, in Thailand, China, Japan—you go anywhere in the world. David Beckham is a big star. I think Odell marketing Beckham, term brand confusion right. will be good for Odell Beckham. Yes. Oh, am I buying? Is this the soccer guy? Nah, I just yeah, get it. Yeah, he loves him. It. Yeah. That's the sort of those are the roots behind why so many people wind up as grownups rooting for certain NFL teams. Right. Because I, I always say my friend Elliot growing up, his mother tried to get him in Pittsburgh. Everybody had that Letterman jacket, the black with the gold sleeve leather thing. Beautiful. But his mother, by mistake, got him a San Diego Chargers one. I don't know why that was being sold in a Pittsburgh <laughs> store. I don't know. But anyway, That's she got him the Chargers one. Right. And Elliot is a is now a uh, – not our Elliot, a different Elliot right. – is uh, is a Chargers fan. That's what happens. Right. A, the, 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 so maybe these people will say, like, you know, like, oh, it, says, it must be David Beckham. And then it turns out it's Odell, and there will be a whole new generation of uh, New York Giants fans. All right. I will say it's King James because he's six foot eight. That's the difference. That's the tiebreaker. They're pretty close. He he does all this, and he's a giant. Deal with that, Odell Beckham. We gave him. If you said to King James, we have a year to to do some rigorous training to become a defensive back in the NFL, he would be able to take away Odell Beckham. I'd love to see LeBron Drain, LeBron James trying to cover an in his prime Wes Welker. 
Walker would lose him in a heartbeat. <laughs> Boy, that would be so much fun. If we could have guys do sport. Well, of course, that was the old uh, ABC Superstars competition. But not just riding bikes and stuff like that. This would be, hey, King James, I'm going to play your sport. Now you have to play my sport and see who's, uh, who's the better. My uh, favorite is when the NASCAR guys weigh in, like, Dale Earnhardt Jr. could out-athlete <laughs> LeBron James or something. Come on, give me a break. Um, all right, and the, uh, and the last question in this week's social study comes to us from uh, Dylan G. DeVolk. And uh, he says uh, to me, didn't you pick Jay Cutler to be the MVP preseason? Let me tell you something. Like the late, great Jerry Orbach says to the late, great Patrick Swayze at the end of Dirty Dancing, when I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. And I was wrong in this case. I was wrong on a couple other things, too. I said the Saints would have the number one seed in the NFC. They'll be lucky to get into the playoffs. I said that the Chargers were going to win the AFC West. I don't feel that bad about that one. But, the, you know, a couple things here and there could have gone that way. Damon Strike's a genius. Thank you, A.J. Hawk. But nonetheless, Jay Cutler was a swing and a miss. The only question is for me, what is what happened here? How could he – maybe he's not the MVP no matter what, but – how was that offense, Wes, you you break it down as well as anybody I know, the X's and O's of it. What happened to this offense this year when you consider the pieces? A good offensive line, the best multipurpose back in the NFC, the Giants, the giant and talented pass catchers they have. How was this not – the defense could be complete garbage. So what? They may be out of the playoffs. But how was this not a prolific offense? Well, I can give you a few small factors, but they're not going to add up to a satisfying answer. <laughs> uh, Brandon Marshall had ankle injuries throughout the season, was never himself. Alshon Jeffrey had a hamstring injury early on. They never got in rhythm in the passing game. The offensive line had many new bodies in. Last year, I think they were the only team not to miss an, a single game on the offensive line. So some of that, all the injuries and the changing personnel might have contributed to it, but to me, it looks like a clear devolution for Jay Cutler. Oh, are you calling him a diva? Devolution. I knew, I knew that's what you're saying, but it's interesting. Yes, that I do maybe believe in, Jay Cutler. In, in some I, I Freudian would, way, you called him a diva. I would use the term spoiled brat, but you can go with diva if you want. <laughs> I, think that's the, I think that's the male version of being a diva. Handsome, your thoughts. Well, I think the question, you were asked which team should go after him, right? I didn't ask that, but go ahead and weigh in on that. Or, you know, I, I, again, same thing with Tom Coughlin. The Bears are best off. Just keep him. What are you going to what, – what, what better is out there? What are you going to oh, do? And, Bears fans hate you right now for that. I answer. understand, but, you know, the, the uh, fun game to play is name the quarterbacks in the NFL he's better than. You'll be surprised that you can name uh, a, a, a decent handful of guys that are worse than Jay Cutler. Than, uh, and, the, I, you know, he's is he top – is he in the top half of the quarterbacks in the NFL? He probably no. is right around there, like 17, 18, right? Mm-hmm. Where do you think he goes, uh, handsome? I well, I can't see how the Jets don't make an ill-fated <laughs> bid, for, a bid for Jay Cutler that, that will go horribly wrong and lead the franchise into more of a morass. That'll be fun. That'll it will be, be fun. Maybe they can hire Mark Tressman to be their uh, their new head coach. That's an I idea. I have, a, I have a feeling he's going to be free. All right, fellas, let's get into it now. Thus, thus ends social study. It is time. For the Red Challenge Flag segment. Red Challenge Flag Flags. All right. Like I say, Tory Smith of the Ravens is uh, coming up here in just a second here. But we got some big-time games and some crummy games as well. We'll start off in Heinz Field, though. This is massive stuff. The Steelers, a victory, and they are into the playoffs. The Chiefs still scrapping with a real shot at getting in themselves. Handsome Hank, I start with you. 
Dave, this week I actually made an attempt at picking, because I, I almost managed to justify it to myself, picking every single road team to win. I love it, and you're getting buzzed for it online. Talk well, about I, social. I, I was getting buzzed for it online, but I've already uh, backed off of, oh, you my, have. Um, of my prediction, because I, I couldn't really justify it to myself. There's a few that just don't make enough sense, and actually this is one of them. I'm going with your Pittsburgh Steelers to win this, and in doing so, book themselves a playoff berth. Chris Wessling, how say you? When I go to watch Game Rewind on Sunday nights or Monday morning after all the games are over, the first team I go to see is the Pittsburgh Steelers because I find them exciting to watch. They don't always play up to their potential, but they have exciting talent. And the last team I go to see is the Kansas City Chiefs (laughs) because they have an exceptionally boring offense and never throw beyond five yards. I think the most amazing stat maybe of the year is that going into this game, Antonio Brown has more receptions, yards, and touchdowns than the entire Chiefs wide receiver core combined. Wow, what a number that is. And by the way, I've been leading the charge for Antonio Brown. Um, people now are accusing me of the straw man argument of me saying, well, Antonio Brown is undebatably the best receiver in the NFL over the last two years. People say, who disagrees with that? Well, a lot of people disagree with that to this day, and certainly they did two weeks ago. But the numbers can't be debated, really. His, uh, he's been uh, awfully productive in that offense. And I'll, I'm going to take the Steelers at home because – I like the simplicity of what is in front of them. If you know, forget the math right. of like if we do, and then we might have home field. Hey guys, win this game and you go to the playoffs, and then everything else will figure it out. I like that carrot for the Steelers, and I think they they will get it done. Next up, the Atlanta Falcons and the New Orleans Saints in that atrocious NFC South, but a big one. Wes, how say you? Well, we need to know Julio Jones' status. I believe he's questionable game time decision. This offense is terrible without him. With him, they're very frisky. That's how important he is to their offense. Since he's questionable, I'm leaning toward the Saints. It's really a pick 'em game. I think the Saints are a little bit healthier. To me, you can look at their defense, and they have guys like Cameron Jordan, Junior Gallette, Keenan Lewis, who are playing pretty high level and are talented. And then you look at the Falcons, and all they have is Marcus Trufant on defense. To me, the Saints have a more talented roster. I'm going with them. Handsome, how say you? I am gonna We've deviated, by the way, have... from the spirit of the Red Challenge yeah. 5 segment. The way it works, Wes, you state who you think is going to win, and he decides if he wants to throw the Red Challenge flag. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, but, but going forward, go ahead. Now, um, Like the merry gentleman, my red flag is going to rest. God rest ye. Can't you sing it? Try singing it. God rest ye, Red Challenge flag, flag in my pocket. Yeah, staying in my pocket. I okay. think, similar to what you said with the nice. Steelers, the uh, Saints know that they have to... This is kind of a... You, they, get to, they get to eliminate one of the teams that's, that's vying for the NFC South title. It's pretty simple. We win. Those guys aren't going to the playoffs, and then we, we have to hope that Johnny Manziel can, can uh, beat the Panthers. Um, so I'm, I'm going to say that the, the Saints win this one. I'm going to go against you guys, and I'm with Wes on Julio Jones' significance, but I'm going to say, given how close it was that he went uh, last week, I think he will get out there this week. And I just like uh, when, when he is out there, at least. I, that offense is better than what the Saints are throwing out there these days, and I will take Matt Ryan on the road and sweeping the Saints. couple more real quick here, fellas. Let's talk about the Sunday night game, the Seattle Seahawks at the Arizona Cardinals. I've given you my thoughts on why the Cardinals can hang in this one. Every game that they play is nip and tuck, as it is for the Seahawks. So with that as the backdrop, handsome, how say you? I am picking the Seattle Seahawks to win it. I just, I, Ryan Lindley, poor guy. 
It's going to be horrible. And the other point with that is, too, Logan Thomas, this is what you can extrapolate. Is Logan, Logan Thomas must be abysmal in practice because we know that Ryan Lindley is not uh, is not good. So Logan Thomas must be showing absolutely zero, even he, though he looked good in August. He did look good in August. That's the thing. I know. And a he, lot of guys he, do. But, I mean, yeah. he, he must obviously not be much of anything if, if they're going with uh, There's going to be a Lindley package for him, Bruce Arians tells us. The Logan Thomas package. I am keeping the challenge flag in my pocket. There you go. Seahawks defense is playing lights out. I think the world of Bruce Arians, I think the world of the Cardinals as a team, but I know that Ryan Lindley has thrown 180 passes in the NFL without a touchdown. All right. And, and Dave, as you said, I mean, you said earlier that, that Arians is going to have to get creative. He's going to have to get super creative to get points. <laughs> well, it's not going to be like he's going to have to be a little bit creative. He's going to It's going to be trickeration from, from minute one. I agree. I, I wouldn't be surprised if you see Patrick Peterson and or John Brown taking direct yep. snaps or some, some hooey and applesauce to try and scratch out some extra points. Arians will gamble, I think, whereas other uh, coaches mm-hmm. aren't inclined to do so. Um, I talked with Michael Robinson, formerly of the Seattle Seahawks, now of uh, NFL Media. I am a name dropper, and that's why I bring it up, but also to say that it's not the imagination of Arian so much as it is Todd Bowles. And the way he uses, he explained to me really the unique way that the Cardinals stuff the run against everybody. Um, they bring a defender or two laterally across the line to do that. I think if they can stop Marshawn Lynch, what's become scary? If you take away Marshawn Lynch, the reason they lo- they Cardinals lost to the Seahawks earlier this year was because Russell Wilson got loose on them. They shut down Marshawn Lynch, and that's not an anomaly. They've been doing that pretty well the last couple of years. If they take Marshawn Lynch away, then what, what what's so fearsome about the Seahawks? Then, then they, they have to scratch out. The pick sixes and fumble sixes. Then they only lose by 12 points rather than 20. All right. I, all that said, I'm taking the Seahawks. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you guys on the Seahawks. I'm just playing the devil's damn shit here. Uh, two more, and then we're done. Indianapolis Colts, Dallas Cowboys. Wes, I'll say you. I'm going Colts on this one. Hmm. Handsome. I just haven't been able to trust the Cowboys all year. Good King Red Challenge flags on the floor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that one works. All right. It works for me. I like yeah. it. I'm glad it made it out. Um, yeah, I think. You guys agreed on every game up to this I point. I know. Well, the, here you go. I've got a little conflict. You Good. asked for it. Thank you. Um, it's not what the holidays are about, but there you go. I think the Cowboys are going to win it. I think um, even with uh, you know Demarco Murray likely not being um, in this game, I think the Cowboys are going to run the ball. They're going to and and the Colts have have occasionally had problems stopping that. And it but it hasn't necessarily paid to go after them in the passing game anyway. Well, I like Demarco Murray a lot. He's obviously a high end runner, but I trust it's more about to me as it is for a lot of people the offensive right, line exactly. there. I think they'll be able to make their hay. And this is a huge game for them. For the Colts, it is not. It it bears very little significance. Although, I have to use the – I'll plug that. The NFL.com playoff tracker. Playoff predictor. Predictor where you can put in all the scenarios and it'll tell Mm -hmm. you where you are. And then you can share your results. I got news for you. The Ravens and Steelers, if things break right, can pass the Colts. So the the news that the Colts – these last couple weeks are meaningless to them – is is not accurate to say to to claim that because if they you know lose out here they'll be jumped by the AFC North and obviously the Bengals as well um, and I don't like Jason Garrett's attitude maybe it's just lies maybe he's just not being straightforward but saying we're not looking at the early game results and that will not uh, 
determine for us whether or not we use DeMarco Murray. If that's true, then that's not uh, well, then that's not using your brain. If I, if you don't need the game, then don't use DeMarco Murray. They need Murray. it regardless, don't they? They need it regardless. And I've got news for Jason Garrett. The Eagles are playing on Saturday, not Sunday morning. So whatever happens, he's going to have to he, he probably will that result's going to come across his desk, I would say. Yeah, that's a that's a fair point. Also, you can watch that game and another one charges against the 49ers on NFL oh, Network. Oh, look who's a shameless uh, shill for the network. Good for you, handsome. I like Thank that. Thank you. Um, they pay De- my bills. Last game, Monday Night Football, the aforementioned Denver Broncos at the Cincinnati Bengals. Handsome Hank, how say you? I think the Bengals are going to be the first team to say to Peyton Manning, beat me. I, You know what? I That is certainly going to happen. We're and gonna, I realized I'd forgotten to tell you who's going to win, and I think they win that way as well. All right, before I weigh in, Wes, how say you? Challenge flag on yeah! the floor. Yeah! Sing it! Sing, sing it, it, though. Sing it. I can't see. Red, red challenge, challenge flag, flag, red challenge flag, red challenge flag. I'm going to throw the red challenge flag. What's that? Wait, shouldn't it be Frosty the Snowman? Oh, Wait, shouldn't it be Rudolph, Rudolph, though? Rudolph the... Rudolph throw the in, red challenge flag. Throw in the red challenge Wes flag. Like, what the heck am I doing here? Right? <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. I really like the decor in here. I feel like I'm in an old-timey sports bar with the memorabilia on your... That's exactly Virtual divide, wall back it? there? I think it's it's a great look. Thank you, Wes. Now, to uh, the details of why you think the Denver Broncos will take down the Bears. I don't think I should have to say any more than Andy Dalton on national television. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's Good a, point. That, that pretty much <laughs> sums it up there. Here's another thing, too. We tend to make the mistake, myself included, of associating a team with what they've been doing over the last couple of years, and sometimes, like my old man, just associates every season – with the history, the last 60 years of his fandom for a certain mm-hmm. team. Like, he'll, oh, Red Sox, my Red Sox, they just, they just never win in Baltimore. They never win in Baltimore. <laughs> for 60 years, they never won in Baltimore. Oh, same old Penguins. Like, they, they, they've been the worst team in the league, and they've won Stanley Cups. How can it be the same old anything with that? With, this over is that? a callback to Fabiano's. Uh, trend against you can never have a successful USC quarterback or <laughs> positions from colleges, which I always scratches. I scratch my head on that one. Okay, I will say here's why I like the Broncos because I think they're going to be able to run the ball. I think it's uh, I agree with you that they will challenge Peyton to beat them, but the fact of the matter is without Vontez Perfect, we think of the Bengals as a really tough defense, but they haven't been since Vontez Perfect was shelved for the season. Ergo, I will take the Broncos to keep their head above water for another week, but it is a gathering storm there, a mile high, unless Peyton shows us that he can, in fact, get something close to a spiral going again and throw it more than 25 yards downfield. All right, well, listen, get out of here, fellas. I appreciate you jumping into Studio 66. Even though I will see you, I'll wish you both happy holidays now. And uh, let's get it over to our man, Tory Smith. Dave. Dave. Oh, this is very exciting. Joining us right now, a recent nominee for the Walter Payton Man of the Year trophy. The coolest trophy, I say, in all of pro football. Here he is, everybody, number 82 for the Baltimore Ravens. Tory Smith, what's the poop, fella? What's going on? Well, congratulations to you on that nomination. And listen, here's the here's where we are, Tory. We have not a lot of time. You're super fast. <laughs> I am deadly accurate as a quarterback, so let's team up and get through as much as we can. You ready? Let's do it. Set, go. All right, the more interesting locker room presence that you've experienced, Ray Lewis or Steve Smith? Mm -hmm. 
they're both different. You know, they're completely different. Uh, you know, Ray's a great leader, very passionate, and Steve's very passionate, but he's fiery. So it's, it's a little different, but I've been lucky to be in the same locker room as both of those guys. Make me, I'm, uh, full disclosure, I root for the team that wears black and gold in your division. <laughs> I, I, it's all right. Make me like Joe Flacco. Tell me something that will charm me about your quarterback. Well, uh, it's going to be tough for you to understand that, but. I'll try. I'm, my, my mind is open. <laughs> he's a winner. You know, I think that, you know, anytime you have a quarterback that wins games and he's also the way he leads, you know, he's not a guy, he's not out there you know, dogging his teammates or, you know, he never puts the blame on anyone. He always shoulders the load and he just goes out and performs and he's done, having a great year so far. And, you know, it could be even better, you know, if we made a few more plays for him. But, I mean, I wouldn't want to play for any other quarterback but Joe. The way things are shaping up right now, there's a pretty good chance the Pittsburgh Steelers and Baltimore Ravens are going to play round three in January. Does that excite mm -hmm. you or would you just as soon avoid that? <laughs> I mean, whoever, if we're playing each other, then that means we're both in the playoffs. Hmm. So, you know, that's a that's a beautiful thing. But, you know, they're they're a tough team. You know, we know them very well. They know us very well, and it's always fun. You know, when we play them, it's very competitive, and you know they have a great coach over there too that does a a great job with them. And as you know, the, the games are always, for the most part, they're close. There's been a couple off games <laughs> that we've had, but it's always very competitive, and there's nothing like it. Um, who is Tory Smith, your favorite Tory in the world? Yankees manager Joe Tory, Tory Spelling from 90210, alt singer Tory Amos, Tory Hunter, the outfielder in baseball, or if you want to choose yourself, you can say yourself. I say Tory Hunter. He's one of my favorite baseball players coming up. Yeah, he's a delightful fella to boot. Yeah, he's a very fun guy to, to kibitz with. What is, Tori Smith, your favorite Christmas special? What was it that you liked watching growing up or even now? Frosty, Rudolph, Santa uh, Claus is coming to Home town. Alone. Definitely, definitely Home Alone. That's not a bad call. I like that. I didn't expect <laughs> that one, um, but, but, but a good one there. All right, uh, what do you want for Christmas? Uh, just nothing. You know, I'm not really a big person on gifts, but, you know, it'll be my first time having Christmas with my son. Uh, he's eight months old. Oh, congratulations. And I, yeah, and obviously my wife will be there. So just enjoy some family time. You know, it's, it's, I love, I'm a big family guy, so, you know, it's, it's huge for me. Ah, oh, good for you. I didn't, uh, I didn't know you had a new one in there. That'll be lots of fun for you. Last Sunday, you guys are down 12-10 to the Jacksonville Jaguars in Baltimore. Mm -hmm. What is said in the locker room? Can't keep shooting ourselves in the foot. I mean, we had so many penalties, and you know, I'm not taking away credit from anything they did because they did a great job, made some gutsy calls on special teams as well. But you know, we weren't, you know, we were having penalties, we weren't making plays, and we just had to tighten up, and that's what we did the second half. There was really no panic. All right, and uh, last thing for you, you're a Raven. I am here to represent the Pittsburgh Steelers. Let's show some holiday spirit and do a duet of a Christmas carol. I say it could be Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, but if you have a better one in mind, lay it on me. All right. I don't even know if I remember the words. Okay, ready? Here we go. One, right. two, three. Rudolph, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, reindeer had a very shy... Not yeah, you were. Let's try. Okay, ready? I mean, please, Tori. Come on, man. Ready? Here we go. One, two, three. Rudolph, Rudolph the red, the red nose, reindeer, nose reindeer 
had a That's very... not the tempo of the song. That is so the tempo of the song. That's absolutely not it. I don't know. We got we got Rudolph the Red one. Nose Rain. All right, choosing one. There two. you go. That's it. Okay, That's ready? It. Here we go. One, two, go. three. Rudolph the Red Rudolph Nose the Red Reindeer, reindeer. Right, had a very me. shiny nose. <laughs> All right, that's You're it. killing me. This didn't work out, and that's what, I, you know what? I'm glad this was a test. I'm glad that the Steelers and Ravens can't come together, even at the holiday. <laughs> we'll see you in January. <laughs> Have a happy holidays in the meantime, Tori Smith. Enjoy it with, uh, with the little one there and uh, the rest of the family. Gather around the fireplace, watch Home Alone, and then, like I say, hopefully <laughs> our two teams will be hooking up uh, come January. All right, same to you. you have, I hope you have a great one. I do, too. And, uh, again, congratulations on the Man of the Year nomination. Great stuff there. Thank you. Appreciate it. See, another nice Baltimore Raven, even though he isn't much of a singer. Clearly, I carry the duet there. <laughs> Good luck to Tory as he... Well, I don't think he's really going to campaign for the Man of the Year award. That is the coolest trophy, though. Is that the coolest trophy, black tie behind the glass, it's, in pro football? It is pretty awesome, and uh, Tory is legitimately one of those guys who deserves it. Super nice guy. Can. Does a lot really of work nice with guy. literacy for kids. Really and, smart uh, guy. Yeah, the Make-A-Wish and everything else. So, uh, yeah, I am disappointed nice in you, though. Why? He totally jived you, and you fell for it. He goes, there's no other quarterback I'd rather play with than Joe Flacco. Come on. Got to call him out on that. Really? I didn't have time. As I said, I was trying to keep the pace Can't let going. Him off the hook. I, you know what? Get him back on the show as soon as possible so I can. Let's, make it let's wait till after the Super Bowl, though. Mm-hmm. Or after they miss the playoffs. Because, <laughs> well, wow, the fact is, they're going to the playoffs. They have two games they should win. They should, I, man, I would, that's the other thing. I wish I would have. That was the one game I, I left out there was Ravens at Texans. The. Ravens should go down there and win, given the quarterback situation in um, in Houston. But I don't know, man. J.J. Watt gives you a chance every game, it seems. They can run the ball, obviously. That's no gimme for Baltimore. Um, do you remember we've had But I think the Ravens definitely here? go. I, de- I think the Ravens do. Uh, of all the a- AFC North teams I feel best about going to the playoffs, I would say it's the Ravens. They have the best lock. Do you recall having J.J. Watt in here about two, three years ago? Before, no. Before? Who did? J.J. Watt. On this show? Yes, in studio. We, we had, interviewed J.J. Watt? We had J.J. Watt in here, yep. Before he was J.J. Watt. Agreed, yeah. Really? Did we get photos? They might exist somewhere. I'll look it up, but we did have J.J. Watt in here. Wow, really? Was mm-hmm. he nice? It was a good dude, yeah. He was talking about his pizza days when he was a pizza, pizza delivery guy. Wait a second. Is that true? We should this dig that true. up then. We should give that. We should make that a little bonus, so a little holiday <laughs> special right. for anybody. I didn't remember. I have no recollection I of talking him to J.J. Watt. In here for sure. Maybe it was when we were at the Super Bowl. Yep. I've talked to him at the Super Bowl. I know that. We talked to him on uh, on NFL.com Live, the, yep. the oh, show oh. on uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, which, by the way, we'll be doing again this year from, uh, from Arizona. Be on the lookout for that with Matt Money Smith, uh, Rank, uh, Molly Karam. And uh, and me talking to all the players and everybody else, the dignitaries who show up for the Super Bowl. Black no, Tiger. J.J. Watt was on episode fifty nine. Wow, that yeah. wasn't you weren't even producing the show then. Actually, no, that's that's what it was. He wasn't on the episode. He was on the Adam Rank Gridiron podcast for kids. That's ah, what it was. So you were in here. That explains mm-hmm. it. But still, that's, we should uh, go back and dig yeah, that one up. That's that pretty up good. Sure. Last thing, Black Tie, before we uh, before we wrap BFB. it up. Oh, two. I started producing uh, around episode thirty, actually. 
Oh, I always think it's 60 for some reason. All right, uh, Black Tie, before we wrap it up uh, in front of uh, the, the weekend, what um, what did you agree with Wes and Handsome, who said the Seahawks number one, Patriots two, and then the Packers? I go Packers one. I'm, I'm sorry, I go Patriots one, Packers two, Seahawks three. Do you agree with – whose list do you agree with? It's Mark? all about, you know, styles make fights, right? So yep. you, you got to think – I think the Seahawks own the Broncos. Huh? They've shown that they what Peyton likes to do with his bubble screens and all that stuff. They just you know. I don't think they the own ball. them. They beat them in overtime in Seattle. Yeah, I don't but think they, they, own they control them. that game for the most part. It took Peyton about seven quarters to figure out the the Seahawks defense. I you know I think the Seahawks have that. Um, so it's tough. I got to go Seahawks one. Hmm. Likely pa- no. I'll go Packers two. I go Packers. Everybody too. gets so consumed by what just happened. No, oh, they, no, well, they lost no. to the Bills, so they're not. Well, they must not be that good. That, listen, I'm I go Packers too, though. Okay, that's legit. I I'm think, agreeing I think, with you. I, the, yeah. the the idea that people have just now knocked the Packers down a few pegs because they slipped up against a hungry Bills team in Buffalo is yeah. is uh, questionable. And then I'll go the Pats, and then the Broncos. All right, and then uh, you also didn't weigh in uh, on, on, the the, on the athlete. Business. Well, I think it's crazy. I think LeBron is no longer the best athlete in all the sports. I think he's declined, as you can see by his numbers. His, you know, he's ha- his season has yeah. been That's true. field goal percentage all the way down, no dunks. You know, um, I'll go with uh, ODB by far. is definitely the most spry athlete I've ever seen in the NFL. He just has springs. You know, some guys just have that quick twitch spring action to him, and that's who ODB is. Um, I still think Calvin, when he's healthy, is probably a beast. But hmm. it's crazy because Calvin is, what, 6'5", 240, 250? Well, that's the factor. If you're, he, if, he would if be you a regular said, small forward in the NBA. Right. If you said well, he'd be a big small forward. But best still. athlete, it, it matters how big you are, obviously. But that has to factor into it. That's why I said LeBron. I mean, if you if if the standard was, okay, we're, we've decided that the best three athletes in the world are LeBron, Cristiano Ronaldo, and ODB – and said, all right, now you have to play each other in a round robin of each other's sports, LeBron James certainly would win that. Well, I don't think that's just having the skill for a sport doesn't necessarily define athleticism, though. You know, are you saying mm-hmm. who's more skilled in a certain thing? Yeah, then obviously LeBron probably is more versatile and ODB next, but athleticism is not just that, you know? Hmm. Interesting. All right, well, listen, here's uh, two notes for you. One, keep the uh, keep the social study questions coming at us. Just use the hashtag DDFP. And uh, we will try to get to it on an upcoming show. I, th- these kind of questions. This is my wheelhouse. Reckless speculation, uh, Black Tie. That's what I like to do. That's Just, how you roll, man. That's my. That's, that's how you get down. That, yeah, I, I love doing it. And uh, thanks to Tori Smith for singing along with me there. And if you listen to the audio, the social study and Tori Smith, are, those are going to be available as video on NFL Now and NFL.com. Right. So please check those out, guys. That's, and yeah, that's great. That. We appreciate everybody checking out the uh, Brian Billick video we put out earlier this week on NFL.com. Uh, did uh, very well, apparently. A lot of people liked looking at that and hearing what Coach Billick Coach had to show, say. Man. Best yeah. podcast around. Coach I, show. Listen, you know my affection for it. And uh, he weighed in on Johnny Football. He weighed in on Peyton as well as who he thinks the one team in the AFC is that could knock off, uh, knock off the Patriots up in Foxborough. And uh, also, Week 16, Football Baby taking the week off. It's a holiday after all. He doesn't need the work, but those picks are coming. Someone is filling in for him. Not unlike football Turkey did over Thanksgiving. Be on the lookout for that. That will be available very soon. Um, And that's it. All right, Black Tie. Thanks to Chris Wessling. Thanks to Handsome Hank. Thanks to you. And uh, we'll be... Thanks to FanDuel. Oh, and thanks to FanDuel as well. And that uh, glorious read that you and uh, Handsome 
put together there um, or Not conversation. No, it wasn't a read. It was just a scene. It was an organic conversation that yeah. I happened to walk in on just before the uh, the show got going. All right, we'll be back uh, after week 16 to break it all down for you. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. Have a happy holidays. And it's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.